Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. SFL Nation, it's your favorite GM, Nelson Lozano here for another Friday Inside the League. If you're joining me tonight, thank you. I know the Swamp Talks are happening at this time, and, uh, you know, again, we had this kind of set up before, so we had to continue on with the show, uh, but shout out to everybody in Swamp Talks, shout out to Ross Napoli, Tyler Foss over there doing their thing live on air, and shout out to my man, Ezekiel Love, going ahead and getting the Offensive Player of the Year my rookie offensive player of the year, uh, holding it down for Portland, letting y'all know we coming, we coming strong, and it's exciting. So, hey, welcome back. Welcome back to the show. So excited to have you guys back here tonight. Should be great. We're going to have a couple rookies in. Uh, today's rookies, we're going to have Jim uh, Copeland Jr., the tight end for the Madison Lynx. And then we have Tom Riddle, the DOC now of the Queen City uh, Corsairs slash Andre Krim. Also going to be on the show a little bit later. So it should be very exciting, right? Um, I, again, I, I think I'm more... Before we get started, I want to kind of, again, shout out to Ezekiel Love for, um, you know, repping the Portland Fleet, man. Like, if you guys don't know the journey, right? Two seasons in, um, you know, we built this straight up from the ground up, right? Uh, I remember being the GM and it was only me and Jacob in that locker room talking just just until we could get more and then you know Mel was was named our our, our QB uh, sorry our, our middle linebacker uh a, a head coach and just all these great things and then it was just us three and then we started adding players and free agency it was just an amazing journey um if I were to say the like just to, to say how much it's been an amazing journey being that GM Choosing a lot of these players, man. Uh, a lot of these rookies, right? We made up our team primarily of rookies. Put, put, brought in a couple people uh, of free agency, and th- almost three seasons now, right? Because we're going to season 17. Um, you already see those changes. You already see a lot of that recognition happening, and it's awesome, right? Like it's awesome to finally kind of move into a direction that's a lot. How do I put this? Um, in in a very positive and progressive manner. You know what I'm saying? It's just just amazing and then to hear players of ours getting nominated um and representing the portland fleet organization outside of this league like it's just amazing man i'm just so ecstatic so happy and blessed to be in this position you know to to look at it from that standpoint and still being able to have this show and still help other rookies out like i mean this is what i imagined everything kind of going right like it's crazy when you have a vision you have a goal, and you know exactly what you got to do to get there. Um, the goal doesn't seem that much impossible, right? So we still got many more goals to do. But I got a shout out uh, to the Portland Fleet family. Shout out to Swamp Talk again. Uh, I, you know, I saw some of the awards show before we got on air, and uh, yeah, just shout outs. You know, it's just kind of catching me in the moment, real live, in effect. So I do want to talk about before we get um, Jim Copeland on the show. I do want to talk about kind of some up, 
of, of uh, some dates, right, that are coming up uh, that we kind of need to be on the lookout for, right? Everybody knows, hey, hey, the SFL draft, right? I think we're all realistically just talking about that a lot. Um, you know, kind of talking about who's going to go where. But I do want to talk about some key dates uh, for folks to know what to look at, right, before this draft happens, right? So we're still waiting for the re-signing period. Uh, restarting period starts on the 31st, so that's coming up, right? Um, and that's where te- uh, players are going to be able to re-sign with their teams and have everything kind of already rolling when it comes down to that. Then there will be the SFL Honors. That will be from the 28th up to uh, 6-2. Uh, and that should be the SFL Honors, which today we're starting to do the voting. So if you go into league content, if you're part of the uh, Discord channel, and you go on league content, you'll be able to go ahead and start your voting. Um, I know that has started today. And then we have the SFL Honors and All-Star roster, which will be on the 4th. The start of free agency is June 14th. Now, after that, I, I guess you'll start seeing a lot more um, around the draft itself, right? Uh, seeing a lot more mock drafts happening. That's where you kind of get an idea of what teams are going to need what. And finally, then you have the, the actual draft itself, which will, the rookie draft will be on the 26th to the 27th. So June is, is going to be quite impactful for a lot of people from different organizations to rookies, to players, to free agents. Like, I mean, the league has really shaken up this offseason. Uh, a lot of folks are testing free agency, you know, wanting to see what else is out there. So you're going to see new faces, and you're already seeing it now with some of the announcements of folks taking um, front office positions, right? We have in uh, Lone Star – having uh, Albert Began and James Troll heading over there from Queen City over to um, to Lone Star to go ahead and, and help them, as well as in the front office area, right? Uh, you have, uh, again, Andre Krim, who's going to be on today as Tom Riddle. Tom Riddle has already been uh, signing to the DOC of Queen City. So, again, shout-out to, to, to Tom Riddle slash Andre Krim for that opportunity to, to go with, you know, the new GM, B.J. Loveless, um, to, to really rebuild Queen City uh, into the image that they see fit, right? So very exciting stuff that's happening in the league. Um, you know, kind of hearing it, – it's, it's a fun time, right? Like this is a time that all kind of scenarios kind of come into play. I, I, I checked out Access's, uh, Access Live, right, to see some talks about, you know, again, uh, uh, where potential landing spots are going. Now, you guys know I'm, I'm – Real shut tight with what what's going on in Portland. Um, I keep that close to chest with other people in the in the in the front office. Uh, but it's been awesome, right? Like just seeing all these scenarios for different teams, different teams um, that that have you know certain needs, right? Everybody's looking at at Denver right now, just winning a championship, and then a lot of folks retiring. That there is, is now going to be a totally new team with, you know, shout out to the new head coach, Adam Wiseman, right, who now will be able to take it and, and form it to his own and now create his own de- uh, dynasty and his own pathway in Denver, right? So it's a lot of changes that are happening in this league, and it's exciting to see what where people are going to go, what, you know, who's going to be resigning. There's, there's free agents now, but those are the ones that came out to say, hey, I am, you know, not re-signing with my team. But, like, an example is, you know, with with, with um, cuts, you know, certain things happening with the, with the salary cap, right? We did get an increase, but 
for some teams that they still means they had to cut some things. You're going to see some rookies maybe testing free agency to see if they can keep some of their uh, built-up players. And that's the reality of this of this game, right? Like just like the any professional sporting, um, you know, uh, that you like. Any professional sport that you like, it's the same thing, right? They have a salary cap. They got players that are coming in on these contracts. And if your contract can't fit, then, of course, the organization is going to say, hey, let's reorganize that to, to try to get you under the cap. We'll figure it out after the fact when that the season carries on, right? You're still going to progress. You're still going to do things of that sort. But it's it, like Cam says, it's, it's you as a player. You're your own agent, so you have the right to say, hey, look, I'd rather not. Let me see what's out there in free agency because maybe I don't want to lose something. But, again, for – some other guys are going to restructure their contracts because they may believe in the organization or the vision or whatever the case may be and, uh, and stay with their teams. But that's where we're going to see kind of the story unfold. Uh, once we see the re-signing and the people who have their, their players officially re-signed to the team, then we get one step closer to how that picture looks of what the draft may look like. Now, that still doesn't stop. Okay, cool. Once the players have re-signed and those who said they weren't going to re-sign going into free agency – now you have the understanding of the free agent market, right? And I think Dave and the rest of the panel that night really shared what what would, would have to fall first, right? And I think it's the, the, the champion quarterback coming into there, Marcus Dunhill, right? Uh, he's mentioned how that him coming into free agency is a big piece to, okay, where's Marcus going to go first, right? I think everybody's kind of seeing Marcus signing before Pickler, but Pickler was a huge name in free agency as well, finding multiple uh, teams, hearing hearing rumors here and there about whatever's happening with Pickler, right? So Axis had, had talked about on, their show, on his show uh, with the rest of the panelists on how that, you know, where these teams, these, these players may fit. And I thought they had a really good idea that I think out of, out of all the free agents, those are going to be the one, again, outside of the ones that are front office staff and, uh, you know, and have a player. I'm, I'm talking about outside of that, right? But you're going to then see how this how this kind of plays the light and who goes where. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of speculation going on. But I think they're 100% right. Once Marcus and Pickler find their homes, then you're going to have other players because there's some great defensive players out there in free agency. Um there's a couple kickers in free agency. Like, there's a lot to fill up other holes and other teams. So it's going to be very interesting to see where everything falls. But this is where we are going to find that happening, right? This is where we're going to find exactly what teams are going to get what, who's going to go where, and then then we're going to go into season 17 and figuring out. And I think it's exciting for everybody, right? I, You know, speaking with, with, with people around the league, it's something new. I feel like last free agency last year wasn't necessarily, how do I put this, um, as busy, right? Like, um, I don't remember seeing these this many agents as I do now, right? Uh, free agents, like this year, I feel like it's so much more. Um, so that's very interesting uh, as well, right? And then you have the rookie class. Like, there's a, there's a lot of great rookies that are second season, right, being in the minors is their second season being in it, that are going to come out very competitive with some of these free agents. So it's going to be very interesting to see what teams do. And then I always talk about advice, right, because this whole show is about 
you know, getting to know people's journeys, but also getting something out of it to learn from it. Um, you know, you start branding, right? I think branding is something that we don't talk about enough in just in this world, right? I think we have this conscientious kind of outlook like, hey, I can say whatever I feel and I can do whatever I want and blase, blase, which you can, but I think Cam put it perfectly on Ashley Jackson's show. Um, if you're on the Inside the League Discord, check it out. Uh, Scorpion King, a.k.a. Eddie Gage, went ahead and put that in there for everybody to see it. But Cam talks about branding, and he did a perfect uh, a perfect connection to it, right? Because he's the commissioner, and again, you don't want to say something I feel that will get you in, in some type of predicament, but he, he explained it perfectly. I'm, I'm talking about that. Again, you can do whatever you like in this league. He's a commissioner, yes, but he's not going to dictate how you go about it as long as it fits within the code of conduct. You're not being a bully. You're not being a jerk. None of that stuff, right? Like, just you state how you feel or, or what the situation is and, and talking about how those relationships, right, you don't want to burn those relationships. You don't want to burn those, 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 those roads you may have to cross again. And I think that's a great advice to share, right, like, um, how you want to enjoy the SFL is how you want to enjoy it. And I respect everybody's way of enjoying it, whether you like to put silly memes up there or, you know, jokes or whatever it is, right? Like it is a community and you're going to find people who enjoy it. But I think again, when you cross some lines or you come a certain way, I want you to understand a lot of these people talk in this league. And I know that can kind of feel like, oh man, like I got to walk on eggshells, not necessarily always be yourself. But what I'm saying is, right, I always try to tell folks, a lot of people use this as an escape, escaping reality, escaping um, what they have going on in, in real life. And a lot of times when, if you do have, if you're looking for something positive, um, sometimes that's what folks end up going towards is, okay, how do I, how do I uh, get that positiveness, right? Um, so I, I think, again, it really just depends how you want to consume it, but I think if you have a great uh, relationship, right, you'll end up finding those opportunities down the line. And I'm going to tell you, this this draft situation with folks, um, when you talk to draft, you know, when you talk to owners during your, your rookie time, um, I think, again, it, it, it's, it's a great opportunity, even if you don't go to that team, to build rapport build the relationship, and if you had a situation where you had to get out of your current situation, you had an easier way of doing that. Um, so that's kind of my rant on there. We got some important dates, and I thought those were great to share. If you do have an opportunity to vote, go ahead and vote. Um, you know, I, I'm going to be voting, and some of them may be biased, but I think a lot of the guys that I will be voting for um, were people who again, have made such an impact and had really helped with a lot of that turnaround of the season and helping the team grow as a full unit. So, but without further ado, we have our guest of the evening. And in true Inside the League fashion, we blow the horns, we give the introduction to Jim, the big guy, Copeland Jr., the tight end of the Madison Lynx. Jim, how you doing? Glad to be here. I'm glad too, man. You know, we've been trying to get this to go happen, right? And and I appreciate you supporting me coming back into, you know, this uh this space again, right? Uh of the Inside yes, the League show. And uh I'm I'm just happy to have you on finally and get you 
the opportunity to talk to future teams that you might be with. So um, thank you for taking the time. I know it's Friday, right? <laughs> A lot of people rather be doing <laughs> other stuff on Friday. But uh, thank you for being here tonight. I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate you know, again, the opportunity. <laughs> well, without further ado, let's let's get started. Let's talk about you. Um, let's let's talk about you know a little bit about yourself. Tell us who you are, um, and then let us know how you got to the SFL. Jim Copeland Jr. I am a. Let's just cut it. I'm Matthew Lee. I've been around the league for a while. I've come back because I've decided I needed to start anew, and everything's been changing for the positive, and I couldn't be more thankful. Yeah, man, you know, I, I, we, <laughs> you dropped that to me. Everybody before. knows me. Yeah. Everybody and, knows me. And I'm going to say, right, like, the person that you've came back as has been so great, okay? Um, we've talked off air, and I think everything that you're doing in life, man, it's it's amazing. It's positive. Keep it up. Um, you know, cause we, we talked beforehand and I know everything you were going through, man. And I always was pulling for you, man. You know that, like you hit me up and I, I try to respond as, as I'm going through my own personal stuff too. Right. But, um, yes, I sir. Think what you, what you've been doing, the steps you've been taking have been awesome. And I really want folks to, to give you that opportunity again. Cause I think you, you've grown, you're stepping away from the league and then coming back and coming such as a better man. Um, so I really give you a lot of props, bro, because um, I've seen that change. And, and I want to realistically tell you that as, as a man-to-man, man, I've seen your changes. And you've inspired me to look at some other things that we've talked about off air, right, to, to get myself yes, comfortable sir. in certain situations. So I appreciate it. So how about we walk through that, right? Like that coming back, like what what made you say, hey, I'm going to come back to this league and this organization? And then what made you decide to now go tight end? Because at that time you were – on the defensive side, so what made you go into the offensive side? I was a defensive back looking to switch to linebacker for Queen City, actually. Um, and something fell out, and I didn't really like that. And, well, I, I left because of the people. I came back because of the people. <laughs> yeah. The community that, is just too yeah. good to be gone for too long. Yeah, I think, like I was saying before, um, it, 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 this this – you always find people who you can really connect with in this league, right? And it's so strange that, I guess to me it's a little strange, right? Because I, I care for everybody in this league, even though I don't see you personally, we don't see each other every day. I still care because you care for the same things I do, right? You enjoy the simulation of football. You enjoy everything around it from the broadcasting to all the all everything that comes along with it. And sometimes when you step away, you don't have those people around, right? Like when I – my injury happened, I was outside of a lot of the things that I did. There was no show, there was no broadcasting, there was nothing. I was really 100% trying to focus on myself and, and focus on not just the physical wounds healing, but also the mental wounds, right? Um, a lot of the thoughts that I had in my head, I had to navigate those waters, right? And hey, sometimes to try to do that with something like with, that you give so much time to, Sometimes you won't dedicate that time back to you. So I, I, I completely agree, man. This community, this community is quite awesome in what they bring in. So how about we start from there, right? Like, what's the SFL story for you? So, um, you know, since I you started have such an in, I think it yeah. was, I think it was season eleven. I started. I fooled okay. around a couple times. This is my second time as a tight end, actually. Okay. My very oh, first okay. player, I created a tight end, 
and I was mm-hmm. going to play for the team at the time was the Cleveland Vipers. It was no longer associated with the SFL. Yeah. Um, I played maybe I played a season or a couple games, but I lost control and wasn't able to watch the games because yeah. I beat up a computer. So, <laughs> but um, after that, I left for a little bit, got myself figured out a little bit more, came back, played, signed as a undrafted free agent to a, a Oklahoma Renegades as a DB. Played there one season, went to Denver one season, left Denver, went to Mexico City, played wide receiver under another name. I've been everywhere. <laughs> you have. You, you definitely have. You're bringing up teams that are part of the SFL history, right? So uh, for the yes, folks sir. that are new to the league, right, I mean, the Cleveland Vipers, uh, that's a, that's a, a, a team that is no longer around anymore, but um, you know, was a part of the SFL. Uh, Oklahoma Renegades, which we now know is the Arizona Scorpions, right? Um, that's a, yes, a, a, a team that is, is part of the history as well. So you've been part of a lot of the SFL history and a lot of um, a time that has been in this league. So I think, again, even though you're coming in as a rookie tight end in this draft, you're coming as a rookie tight end in this draft with a veteran experience. Right, and you've done yes, some sir. great stuff in this league too, right? You've been a general manager before. You've done some great stuff too, and I'm really hoping yes, to see you, your successes again once you get uh, uh, Jim Copeland Jr. on the field, right? Now, before we continue yes, going forward, um, let's 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 talk about a little bit of fun facts about you before we kind of continue on, right? We know your story, know a little bit about who you are, but um, what's some fun facts you can share with with everybody tonight um, regarding who you are? Um. I'm a little bit on the bigger side, hence the big guy as a nickname. I'm 5'6", 283 right now. I started walking and jogging more and eating better. So I'm trying to fix my physical health well along with everything else. And this league has definitely helped fix my mental. I appreciate everything this league does. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, with COVID, it, it, I feel like all of us have kind of became a little bit of a big guy, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... It's again, you're right. Like, I think this league provides so much more, not just in the sense, like, we talked about mental, uh, the mental side of things, right? And I think uh, this community, there's some really positive people, right? I have to shout out AJ, um, because she's probably one of the most positive people I've ever met, other than myself, right? Um, Yes, AJ, actually, can I stop you right here? AJ um, was one of the first members when I got back that I hit up and said, This is who I am. Please just accept me back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and AJ, right, just like myself, we, we we will always respect people. And like I told you, right, before you actually shared it with me, I said, dude, you should have told me before. Like, it wasn't even a big deal, right? I'm still going to support you, like, you know, because you were mad. You still Matthew Lee, right? Like, I'm still going to support you, right? Like, it's good to have you back and, you know, just discussing your journey to come back to the SFL, man. Um, really happy and I'd like to progress. throw out there is one more person that I have told, but he's been on and off everywhere for me. It's yeah. Rain Man. Rain Man. But okay. in the Discord, he is mm-hmm. a fantastic person. He lives in Florida. We're both Saints fans. He's amazing. <laughs> well, shout out to him as well, right? Like that's what I'm saying. You you have created some relationships that have really meant uh, have value to you, and that's what I really love about this, right? Like. 
I I personally, who I know in this league is Mel Davis, right? Like Mel Davis, I know him physically. He's the reason why I got in this league. And I actually know uh, Scott Johnson because I, I've helped Scott with some things as well. We've, we've been able to have to meet personally. But like Zeke, who I speak to all the time, I have yet to meet Zeke, right? Um, and, you know, I talked to Jacob, my well, owner, all the time. Yeah, Zeke, right? So he, well, I, I speak to him a lot. Right. Yeah, he's he's a great guy, right? And and I'm blessed to get to know him because he's the reason why I'm here to begin with. He is the uh uh reason why myself, Mel, um, Scott Johnson, uh Rob, Robert Breyer, um and uh and, and uh gosh, why am I forgetting his name? Uh but uh, uh there was another person he brought in as well. And uh it, it's been a blessing to really meet all these people. But I'm gonna tell you, those relationships really go a long way, um, and I'm glad to have Batman on the stand. So, how do you enjoy yes, being in the SFLM? So, you've been in this league for a long time. You went through the different ways of kind of signing with teams. Now, going through yes, the SFLM now, like going through that process, how have you enjoyed being part of the SFLM? Compared to my original rookie season, it's two different things, and I enjoy it much more because I get to actually see my player out on the field, get to see what I can grow into, you know, get to talk to coaches and everything and get to grow them relationships that I may not be able to grow otherwise. And and I'm going to piggyback off of that. Honestly, you're right. So I always talked about how my – you can call it rookie, but since I was a non-contract, you know how that goes, right? Um, yes, I wasn't like an existing, I was a basically a generic with my name on it. And I consider that my rookie season and it wasn't anything how it was in the SFLM. Um, mm-hmm. That experience to go in, you have organization, you have uh, rookies around you who want to grow just like you. So you have like-minded people and you end up feeling so much more connected to this league. Right, and even when you get drafted to a team, I still have pride in the Annapolis Navigators. Right, shout out to all my Nats. Right, all my <laughs> all my Lynx players. I talk to every single one as much as I can because I want to grow that connection so I can keep it when I go to the next level. Exactly, and me you know, and Eric you guys talk a lot. My quarterback, yeah. me and my quarterback talk a lot, and that's a, one of your main connections as a tight end is your quarterback. Of course, right? You're you're 100 right, and. That's the awesome part, right? That you get to be with like-minded people and Eric will eventually be a, a QB in this league, right? Now you have that relationship. And, you know, an example of Portland, some of my, my players that are on the team have played with these people in the SFLM, right? Like they have that relationship. They have those little things. And, you know, we picked up a lot of Ottawa Calvary at, in our first season. So I know they really dominate the locker room, but we have, you know, Derek Mays from, you know, your Madison Lynx, right? Um, who's there with Ezekiel Love, who used to be on the Madison Link, that championship team. They were part of it, right? Um, yes, sir, we have folks from San Jose, right, which, which you know, is Gary Clem. We have Birmingham Fuel, which is Bob Funk, um, and, uh, and Patterson. I can't forget Leo. Also, Leo Morris came from you guys as well. I uh, used to be in the Madison Links as well as, as your QB, right? I mean, as your or cornerback, sorry. So it's mm-hmm. such a mix, a brand of, 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 of people that we have. Um, but it, it's so much, it's so crazy how you still carry those relationships and how that, that carries you forward into this league, which I love. And when you carry that same intensity up in that league, now you guys become the role models. Now you guys become yes, what is the norm. So when you came back, right, you, you had a tight end before and, 
you know, you, you, you then you went to the field. Now you're back at tight end, right? What other positions did you consider when you were thinking about creating your player again? What other what other positions were you thinking? Wide receiver, defensive line, offensive line. I was considering everywhere, but I settled on tight end because I wanted to build the build I wanted to make. Okay, so let's, let's talk about the build, right? So how did you build your player, and then did you model it after anybody, either in the league or, out, you know, an actual professional athlete? Like, who did you model your player after? It's that easy. It's Rob Gronkowski. It's a bigger, faster Rob Gronkowski. He was what I wanted. I wanted Gronk with speed. That's all I wanted. Man, as, as a Saints fan, you know, I was actually quite surprised. You, you guys had some tight ends. Um, I remember when you guys got Jeremy Shockey. And I felt like Ooh. that was a big move. Now, he wasn't the yeah. same Shockey. No, he wasn't. Like, he wasn't the same. Um, but I felt like you guys have had some tight ends in your, in your past that have been pretty pretty good. And that's interesting that you went ahead and chose uh, Ron Gronkowski because, I mean, Gronk is, is known. And he just won a championship with Tampa, right? Like, he is a really, yeah. really great tight end. Okay, when I originally wanted to be a player in the SFL again, from way back when, I wanted to be a wide receiver like Calvin Johnson, but with speed, with like Randy Moss speed. So I was like, what is that tight end version? It's Gronk with speed. Gronk's got everything but speed. Yeah, that's not what he's known for, right? He's not really known for that separation and that speed, which is why Kyle Pitts, right? Like Kyle Pitts is a big dude, big wingspan, fast, and you see him go in the fourth to the Atlanta Falcons, which... Um, yes, shout sir. out to Ezekiel Love. He loved that pick, right? Ezekiel Love loved uh, <laughs> Kyle Pitts. I'm a Georgia boy, but I'm a Saints fan, so. <laughs> so you understand, right? So what, what have you learned <laughs> while being in the league again? So you coming back, um, what have you learned while being back in the league? How accepting and how welcoming these play- people were back. I've slowly let the secret come out until now, and everybody has for the most part, took it in stride and said, yeah, when you were a big part, you we missed you, you know, it's awesome to have you back. You know, let's talk and, about the player, though. Yeah, and I think sometimes hearing that, right, like, you, you sometimes, it's that affirmation of, of knowing the acceptance, right? Um, yes, sir. You know, for the folks that don't know, and they, they don't got to know, but, you know, they can kind of get the feeling. It wasn't that that experience there wasn't always the best on what happened when you were Matthew Lee. So you took some time off of the field, right? And then you came back and, and you got the acceptance. And that's the awesome thing. And Cam, again, I try not to go back to his interview, but he did a really good job with Ashley Jackson on that wrap-up show that he did with her. And uh-huh. he kind of talked about that, right? Like, he talked about the people that we lost. And he's like, you know, the thing that bothers him the most is when we lose people without knowing the reason why. Um, he's like, you know, as a, a, as a business owner and, and providing a, a service to my clients, when my clients just disappear, I don't know how to improve my service even more. And I thought that was like a huge thing to kind of share, right? Because nobody, Cam is accessible, but I don't think anybody wants to bother Cam. So they don't really give him the opportunity to really share. He's an amazing person, right? He is. I bother um, Cam a lot. I talk to Cam <laughs> a lot. Cam is, Cam wants everything for the fans and for the players. Cam can care less what's going into his pocket. Yeah, and that's he, awesome. is, he is very much about the experience because he understands, right? You really focus on the experience, you, everything else will come to play, right? Like, yes, we can give an example. 
these 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 increases in, in in some of these pricing, right? Depending on position and things of that sort. I understand that that's something that some people were turned off with, and you did see a lot of retirements, some of them happening because of the increase, but. Like Cam explained, you know, I have to do this because we have to start moving in this direction, right? We got to constantly keep on pushing the needle because if you don't keep on pushing the envelope and the needle, somebody's going to try to uh, one-up you, right? So if you're always trying to one-up you, you know, you've got to move forward. Like even in life, you've got to move forward or you're going to fall back and it's not going to be any good. Exactly. So I think when he shared like, hey, when you leave this league without sharing why you left, it bothers him more than just telling him why you left. And I I think that's true. And, you know, with the recent events that came out with, you know, some folks talking about how the teams weren't necessarily the place they want to be. Cam said, hey, that's something that you probably should share with me being, you know, owning this product here. Um, for me to ensure that that experience isn't happening everywhere else, right? And he's right, right? Like, as a, as a commissioner, he needs to know what's happening in this league so he can figure out what's the best course of action. And I think he really gets, does a great job of really trying to give as much touch points as possible to a commissioner, right? Like, he even said it. You can go on and schedule an interview with him uh, or a time, right? You can jump uh-huh. on the commissioner chats when he has those. Um, You could DM him, Right. You can DM him. That's I mean, I he might be in the middle. Yeah, he, he might be in the middle of something. But yeah, you can DM, like you said. As soon as he can, as soon as he can get to it, he gets to it. I mean, I text him good morning a lot of times with everybody else. I see anybody like, oh, good morning, you know, because you never yeah. know what that person's gonna go through. And exactly. that good morning may be just the exact thing they're wanting to hear. Yeah, you're right, and 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 that's what that's something that's so unique to this league. And I've never had a moment where I've seen Cam take that title and say, I'm the commissioner, so you're going to do what I want. And, you know, in, in leagues, that can happen, right? In leagues, especially when they're establishing, people want to try to one-up somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, hey, I had this great idea. Cool, but I want to do it this way. And you're like, well, hey, like, you know, it's just so much clashing. And some folks really take their title to heart. So, you know, some folks will be like, I'm the commissioner, so I can do whatever I want. Cam does a great job of being really even keel, um, not in any way, shape, or form. Uh, how do I put this? Like, um, he takes his time and he looks at all the facts when he makes a decision. He's not rash, right? We we can we, I've seen some rash people in the past in other sim leagues, and they can like snap in a second. And I think Cam is so even keel with all the all the things that are happening in this league. He makes sure that he keeps such a calm and mean and, and calm and cool, collected demeanor, and then always tries to figure out what's going on with the community man like you got to give them props with also trying to put everything involved together with all the people that are involved from the broadcasting team you know um the stats team like everybody who's involved man he does an amazing job trying to balance through it all and having great people and as see, well to delegate but something i would add about cam is he's got so much power but it's never changed him he's always been humble he's always been kind you know from what i've heard so yeah. No, he has, man. I mean, with, with my injury that happened, he called me. He was like, hey, man, you have a couple minutes to talk? And we chatted up for like 45 minutes, you know, just he was kind of sharing with me how much my incident impacted him. And I never thought that, right? Like, it, you know, it's it just such a, such a, it, it meant so much for me. He took the time out of the busy schedule 
to see that I was okay, to hear my voice, that I was telling him that, hey, this is what happened, and I know how crazy the story is. Um, and he was just like, man, I'm just so happy that you're here. I'm so happy that, that nothing worse happened to you, and now you're just able to recover and you're able to move forward with your life. So, I mean, for him to do that, not even knowing me from a can of paint, just meant so much to me and that's why I have so much loyalty to the SFL and I do these things in my own free time because I want to help as much and I want to help the community I want to help rookies because I was a rookie at one time and didn't feel like nobody would listen and I, I just want to make sure that everybody gets what I enjoy out of this situation so I'm, I'm glad you're back man honestly truth and you know what goals do you have like what do you want to, what do you want to do in and out of this league now that you're back in it Honestly, I want to get back to where I was. I want to be able to get, but I want to do it positively, you know. I felt like before I wasn't all that positive and I'd annoy people and I'd do this and I'd do that. But I want to get there positive. I want to be another GM, maybe an owner. You know, I want yeah. to do, I want to start at the bottom and work my way up. You know, I hate that my name's out there, but I chose that. It's my decision. I need to make sure that they know who I am before they go, oh, let's take a chance on him. And there's a couple people yes, I, that are going through the same journey as you, right? Um, you know what I'm saying? I don't put my business out. But I know there's a couple other players who are in the minors that want to restart how they were when they previously had a player. And I respect that, right? Like, it's all about growth as a human, right? Like, if you're growing, I can never knock you, right? I only knock the people who say I want to grow but don't ever grow. You know those people. They're like, man, I want to do X, Y, Z. And you're like, well, why don't you do it? Even if you attempt to do it, I will 100% support you. Even if, you know, like how folks would be like, well, hey, man, I want to lose weight. Cool. Are you at least taking this extra step of the day, you know, to, to, to try to get closer? Yeah. Nah, man, I'm going to start the next week. If you really want to change, then do it. And I think, started again, that speak, day, you know, yeah, started that day. You got it, right? Like, I think, again, when changes need to happen, uh, you know, you, you just want to have that support, too. And I think it's a it's a two-way street supporting others and you see them get better. It's, 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 it's such a, a, a great feeling for both sides. And that's where you have to be a genuine person, man. Like, hey, look, you're success as a human. Human to human, I'd love to see you be successful and be happy. So that's that positivity that you talked about. But I know there's other players in this league that are doing anything as you. And all I can say is I respect that. And I hope folks give you guys the chances because you as as players are trying to show a different side that maybe you didn't see before. So I, I completely respect it. Now, talking about Jim Copeland Jr. as the player, what does this, what does what does Jim bring to an organization? Positive win winning attitude. I mean, he's a great player. He can catch anything. He can he's blocks well. He he does everything you want a tight end to do, but he prefers to be a tight end too. Okay. Perfect, perfect. And also too, right, like like I was saying, you, you bring a veteran mind with a rookie player. So I think also what you yes, bring sir. to the league is that experience. I mean, we're talking about going back to the Cleveland Vipers and all these teams you just talked about. Those are some 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 OG teams out there that I think again you're bringing that mindset. Yes, you have a rookie player, but you have a veteran mind in that player, and who has experiences on being a general manager, being other things as well. Like you said, you want to grow in this league, but I think folks need to understand what that resume also brings in as well. And you have an opportunity to get that person who is built around being that super grump, right? 
Um, yes, sir. Now, what are you looking for personally as a player? What are you looking for in an organization? I want success. I want a team that wants wants me. You know, I'm not saying there wasn't teams that wanted me, but I want a team where I feel like I can grow and where I can succeed and where I'm not hitting a wall every time I turn around. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Granted, now, I, get, don't get me wrong, sorry. Um, no, I love no. Mexico City, and that was the last team I was with. I love Denver. I love every single organization because they're all special in their own ways. Yeah. And, and you know what? That's a great point. And I want to kind of emphasize that. That I think, uh, you know, you got to find every every team or organization is different. Every single organization runs differently, right? Every locker room is different. And I think, again, as a player, because you're on a one-season contract, you have the ability to test out those teams, right? But once you find that right team, I think, again, it, 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 it's like kind of like fun, like like Tinder in a sense, right? You got to test different dates before you find the right one. So it's okay. And and I think again, the thing that I never liked was folks bashing their old teams because it's not easy to run a team. Okay, you know it. I know it. It's not easy. And when you don't have everybody's buying to like that, that's also a piece that you need to look at as as a front office staff to be like, hey, how do I get my players to be happy right like I always tell my team all the time I'm here for you right all my players know I'm here for them they need anything I check up on them ask them how they're doing ask them about either their family their kids any life event that they had happen like you know we have one of our players who's going to be closing on a house soon in July so shout out oh, that's awesome. you know, to him. like it, it's a lot of great stuff that's happening that I feel again is my duty as a general manager and it's also too to represent my men all to the utmost respect when I'm on air or when I'm out there representing the fleet um, just because I represent every single uh, 19 men that are on that roster I represent them I represent Jacob I represent Mel Davis I represent everyone right and that's kind of the mindset that you want to have but that's what I'm saying you got to find which team is going to fit you best and if it doesn't fit out well hey as long as you keep that connection and that respect for that team I always respect it because the things that go into running this league and everything that goes into running a team and, and having what you see out on the field and, and putting in the playbooks and getting all the progressions in, I mean, it takes a lot of time to put the players out there and the people out yes, there and, and, and put up something for folks to enjoy. So now, have you been interested in any positions on like outside of being a player? So I know you said you want to go up the ranks, but looking into like the most next step for you are you interested in anything like in the stats team or the broadcasting team or any of those fields you have any interest as outside of a player of doing that anything i'm allowed to do with my cell phone because that's the only equipment i have right now okay so (laughs) i know stats probably won't unless they change that somehow some way i know they really want that computer and such, uh, maybe just scouting is probably something you'll be able to do because you're really just watching what another team does and, and writing the synopsis and giving that to the coach. But see, so this is what some play. people don't realize. You brought mm-hmm. up me being a GMC and you're a GM for Mexico City. Yeah. Most people don't realize that was all done from my cell phone. Really? Yes, sir. That is crazy. So Every single you... bit of it was done from my cell phone. 
that's crazy. So how did you manage? How did that manage you doing everything on your cell phone? Were there any challenges that you faced with that? I uh, not really. Well, you and me gonna have to talk uh, off air and, and see what you could teach me <laughs> on doing some of this blessed. stuff on the phone. I will tell you, I was blessed with two great owners back there in Mexico City. Shout out to Matt Wilson and Ramos Lynn, who I'm very close to. So. Yeah, shout out to them. And, you know, Ramos has, has such a reputation in this being a uh, a person that sees past the player, too, right? Like, it, it, a lot of yes, folks sir. that might have had some, some issues, Ramos finds a way uh, of finding the best in them. So, shout out to Ramos, man. Like, that's, that's honestly incredible. He took me in with open arms when I had to live. I believe I left what was OKC turning into Arizona. I was forced out. I did not leave peacefully. Me and Eddie Gage kind of had words, which I deeply regret. But Ramos openly opens arms and goes, here, here's Mexico City. Would you like to come here? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It, it's really big. And, uh, and like I said, growth, right? Like knowing that you that that experience wasn't where – you wanted it to go, right, or what you expected. I mean, hey, any man is going to respect that. You know, to, to admit that you're wrong is very hard for a lot of people, right? But it's, yes, it's a quality in folks that you – it's very rare. Like, you, somebody – a lot of folks don't want to admit that they're wrong. It's, it's a pride thing. When you can be humble and, and, and really say, hey, look, I made a mistake and I'm trying to grow from it, uh, any real person would definitely understand that and be like, okay, cool, you know, and, and regardless how they want to continue the – that, that at least that respect level is is there to know like hey you know however you want to go about it I respect that you you, you saw your wrongs and hopefully we can mend it so great stuff now there's, there's yeah, one more ahead. I'd like to apologize I'm sorry yeah. no, there's one more good. I'd like to apologize and that's Optimus Klein me and him have been best buds since I met him when it was Denver versus Alaska in the championship and my one year in Denver me and him have been cool as can be and it just hasn't turned out to the best rightly and I just want to apologize to him I don't know if he's listening. I just want to say it. Look, I, I if these, hopefully these men are listening. Typically, with Swamp Talk, you know, having their awards, don't know if they're listening tonight. But if they are, you know, hopefully they're hearing back and hearing that apologies that, that you're putting out there on air. So, great stuff. So, how, do you, how would you like Jim to be remembered? So, how would you like to be remembered in this league? As a great weapon, as a person, as a player that could do anything, as a person that realized he was wrong and made up for those choices, you know, I want to I want to be great, but I don't want to be great by myself. I want to be on a great team and pull them up with me. Yeah. And that, 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 that's, that's always really great to, to share, like, what you want to be remembered as. Um, leaving a legacy, right? Like legacies yes, last the person sometimes. So if you could really set a standpoint that, that fits that, ends up being in your benefit, definitely. Now, talking about the league as a whole, right? Uh, what have you learned about this league thus far? Like I know you talked about the positivity and opening this, you know, every, you know, open arms acceptance. But what have you learned while being in this league thus far? Like, what kind of advice can you share? Because you've gone through so many different paths of being a rookie, being a free agent, being a general manager, taking all those experiences, what have you learned? And what can you share to future rookies uh, as yourself, right? But also to other people that you've learned while being in this league in the totality that you've been in it. 
DMs to anybody is important because anybody wants to talk to you. You just got to take their time and talk to them. If they don't answer right back, it's fine. But make sure to be nice, polite, and acceptable and talk to anybody. Nobody's off guards. I talk to everybody from the owners to the commissioner to the lowest rookie in the world. I talk to them. Yeah. And and those are how you build relationships, right? You talk to everybody. Yes, you're able to build relationships. And, and through networking, sometimes you can find some great benefits. Or you, you just have somebody you can always talk to and, and kind of share ideas and say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What, do, what are you doing here, right? Like sometimes I do that with some of my peers and just like, hey, man, as a GM, I'm finding some issues with this. Do you, what are you doing on your side? How, how do you manage um, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it is. And it's great to sometimes just share that conversation with folks to get a different aspect of how whatever you're going through, is, it, it could be looked at in a different lens. So um, what do you enjoy most, like, again, out of everything in this league, right? The broadcasting, the content that's provided, the games that are out on TV, like what out of the, the, the those categories that are out there, what do you enjoy most? The connections. Okay. Do you enjoy the connections with people that yeah. I may not in real life know, but I can talk to them and maybe build up a relationship where one might give me a phone number and I can call and actually build something more, you know? Me and Andre Grimm, who's going to be your next guest, I drafted him in Mexico City. Granted, Ramos was the one that officially entered the pick, but that was my pick. I picked yeah. him over everybody else. Yeah, and shout out to, you know, Tom Riddle, a.k.a. Andre Krim, which will be on here after we conclude our interview. Uh, we'll have Andre Krim in here. And I'm sure he's listening now. So he's probably going to shout you right back out when we get him on the air. So, um, Best memory so far. So best memory in the SFLM. What has that been for you? Seeing, seeing a team that I helped build in an offseason – I can't remember if we almost made the playoffs or made the playoffs, but my first GM season is in Mexico City. Mexico City, all right. That's that's pretty good there. You know, I always like asking this question, especially for you, because you have so much experience out here. To hear what's your favorite SFLM memory, that's pretty awesome. And lastly, right, before I let you go, and I appreciate it again for you being here on a Friday, right? Like, it means so much to me. Yeah. Uh, last thoughts is yours, right? The floor is yours. Please share your Discord um, for potential owners to get in contact with you um, to kind of go through that process. But the floor is yours, Jim. Go ahead and uh, and share what you want to share. My Discord is Jim Copeland Jr. The greatest team right now is the team I'm on. It is the Madison Lynx. I look forward to whoever's picks me up in the next season, but I also look forward to whoever picks any of our medicine weeks because I know they will make us proud. Awesome, awesome. And shout out to the medicine links, right? Um I, I, I can't remember where you guys at so far in the playoff race. Are you guys I, I know you guys are Fourth in the race. Third seed. Okay. So you guys are in the race. So hey look, I know from Ezekiel Love and from Derek Majors, they're, they're definitely going to be rooting for you. Some alumni that came from the Madison Links that are on the fleet, I'm pretty sure they're rooting for you guys and hoping that you guys can get them to the promised land like they were able to get them their first season. So with that, with that being said, hey, look, you know, it's all love. You know, shout out to the yes, Jim sir. Copeland Jr., Matthew Lee. Like, it's really glad to have you back in this league. And if you ever need anything, you already know, hit me up. But 
I'm so glad that you got you, bro. the show. And I'm, I'm really glad to have you back, all right? So with that being said, yes, you have sir, a good night, bro. You. All right? You too. All right. All right, so shout-out to Jim Copeland Jr., the tight end of the Madison Lynx, a.k.a. also Matthew Lee. And you hear him, right? Like, one of the things I want to share before we get our next guest on the on the air is just that, right? Like, I think growth is huge. I've gone through growth myself as a, as a human being. You know, going through my younger years as a teenager, I didn't make the best decisions. And growing up as a man, you got to own up to those and say, hey, look, I didn't make the best decision, but how do you turn that around? you learn from those situations to be a better man can't knock any person or better person right let me say that uh, you can't knock any person who wants to be better right now again there's the challenges of saying hey what are you going to do to do that but as a friend if you have a friend of yours who says hey i want to be better as a true friend as a true person who wants to instill positivity in this world because there's not a lot of it um sometimes it just takes that little extra step so uh, shout out to my man Jim Copeland Jr. Um, of the tight end of the Madison Lynx. Now, who we're gonna bring in now is I, I guess now I can consider you an OG now, but Tom Riddle, <laughs> aka Andre Krim, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, you know my story, what I've been going through this couple times, and you also as well, right? Like. I think folks don't know what you had to go through a lot of times health-wise, right? Um, yeah, but, yeah. But, you you know, that's something that you share. You always check up on me. I check up on you. And, you know, yep. shout-outs, congratulations to you as well, being able to be part of Queen City, right, an organization that's been around for a very long time, one of the OG teams, right, in the SFL, and is, is currently trying to – create a new culture and still that, that that built that they used to have before as being one of those elite organizations similar to like Denver and the rest of those those teams that we know, right? So congratulations on that. Well, Tom Riddellstein. Krim is still Tom a free Riddell, agent. Let me, yeah, Tom Riddellstein. Uh, I had to, 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 to say that and then, you know, when free agency happens and signings, we'll see where Andre Krim goes. Um, right. But yeah, no, congratulations, Tom, for that 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 great uh, going to Queen City. Well, thank you. Um, I couldn't be happier. Um, getting to go two hours from Toronto, just basically drive down the Queen Elizabeth Highway and head to work. Couldn't have anything better. And and closest to Canada, right? Like that's that's a when you. From the East Coast, when I have to go up, I, I went to Toronto, I think I want to say it was my 30th birthday, so two years ago, almost two years ago, um, we went up to Toronto, and we had to cut through Buffalo, right? Um, yep. So when you go through there, you, you, you kind of see the beauty of that and how it interconnects with Canada, um, and I, I had a blast in Canada, I'm not going to lie, I loved every every minute of it, but thank God I went in the summer because I heard the winter is like no joke in Canada. So I'm really glad I went in the time that I went. The winter can get chilly. Um, we've had times where it's been uh, in the minus 20s, and that's Fahrenheit, not Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they were telling me that, and I had gone to that big mall that they have in Toronto. I can't remember the name of it. It's like, Center. Uh, yeah. yeah, underground, right? And they were telling me during the winter there's underground tunnels that you go through because it's so cold on the top that there's underground yeah. tunnels to get yourself through the city and I was like that's awesome I don't have time because yeah. we were on a short time in, in, in Toronto I was like I don't really have time to 
check these tunnels out but it was really cool to know that that Canada is so thoughtful of their you know the, the folks or Toronto so thoughtful right of the people that live there that they say hey we know it's hella cold up there you can make the choice but at least we're going to give you some tunnels so you can survive in this cold weather and that would be no problem for you playing in Queen City because you're so used to that cold it's just going to be so yep. good for you. spending some time in the heat with Mexico City and in Los Angeles so yeah, it's I'm, awesome. I'm going to miss the, the people over in L.A. Um, they were great people to me, you know, just, um, you know, they uh, they wanted to go a different direction with the uh, doc, and I appreciate for them giving me the chance to do it. Um, QCC needed a doc, and um, I stepped right in there, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and then again, too, the... the, the... The experience you're bringing in, right, having done that before, you can already see it now. I've already seen a lot of the the Twitters and stuff of that sort coming out. And and it's, again, it's awesome to see it. I'm very happy to find that you, that at least you found a home in Queen City to be able to do that. Um, And then you're joining BJ Loveless, which, you know, is a new GM there. BJ. It's very exciting to see what BJ decides to do there. And you actually got shouted out, too, prior to, you know, Matthew Lee, Shouted you out, who's uh, Jim Copeland Jr. Right. Shouted you out. Just wanted to tell you that, you know, again, he, he has so much pride in you as, as as the player because that's the pick that he, Ramos, that he really wanted to ensure um, was, was drafted into uh, Mexico City. So he shouted you out a little bit, uh, a little bit earlier just to show that love back to you. Well, Matt's, uh, Matt's a great kid. Uh, I was the 11th pick in the first round of this 2015 draft. Um, was was grateful to go to Mexico City and learn at, at the defensive tackle spot before I made the switch over to defensive end in L.A. And um, Matt is one of the kindest, gentlest guys you'd ever want to meet. Um, you know, and I'm sorry he had such a tough time and left for a bit. I missed his company. Good man. Yeah, it's good, it's good to have him back. And he came back stronger than ever in, in, in the – attitude and the in the way he's coming off i mean the the time away from the league really was really good for him and and i'm hoping people can see that he is definitely trying to change the leaf and and coming here with a better attitude which is some other people like i said as well who were sfl players that went down to the minors just to kind of reset themselves and reset their brand so that's huge so let's talk about a little bit about so let's talk about you right the person behind these too, right like let's share a little bit about yourself um and and how did you get to the sfl just in general well i was in a madden league at the time and i was googling nfl logos to add to my uh posts in the in our forums and i ran across the sfl logo when i googled it and sure enough i saw it joined the discord checked it out wasn't sure it was for me left the discord couple of, you know, thought about it for a week, joined the Discord, um, got on the uh, first season of the San Jose flight. Um, coach Craven, uh, one of my best friends, love coach. Um, him and I talk constant. Um, I was also on that, that same team. I was also on with Ross Napoli, who's now the GM over in uh, Louisiana. So, and Ace, Ace over in Nova, in uh with the Lone LSG. Star. Yeah, All three yeah, of yeah. us were first-round picks. Yeah, and, you know, I think, again, I, seeing where San Jose is at now, right, um, 
you can see the growth of the organization, right? Like they they are now in the hunt to try to get a championship. And there's a lot of great players that came out of San Jose, right? You named a couple. Yep. This last draft, you know, we we took uh, Gary Clem, who was in San Jose, right, as as the linebacker, and he's done an amazing job. Was even uh, nominated tonight on the Swamp Talk Awards, right, as as being a rookie, a, a nominee for the uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year, right? So I think that's awesome. Um, but I always talked about that, right, because I always felt like everybody looked at the record of San Jose, but you got to understand the people that were behind there, there were some great folks. Um, and you mentioned some of them, right, who are still in this league making an impact, like yep. Ross tonight had his Swamp Talk Awards, as well as providing the Swamp Talk magazine, right, uh, or the paper that um, provides an, a, a different type of content. And that's what I love about this league. And, you know, those are folks that came from that organization. And think if people really were like, oh, we're not going to draft nobody from San Jose because they're not winning. No, you would have missed out on such a great talent that, like, have been impactful in this league for seasons, not just for, you know, a blip or a second. Like, they're still here. Coach Craven's still making content and is currently looking yep. to find himself a team, right? But he brings yep. great and, experience. And he will fi- he'll, fi- he'll find a great place. I know, Coach. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. Like, he has such a great brand as himself. And then also bringing along uh, uh, Doug Day and uh, somebody else went with him. I know it's a package deal, and I apologize if I don't know off the top of my head. But, you know, again, those are – I think it's their fullback. Yeah, their fullback, right? So they're coming with Coach Cravens as well. But that speaks volumes, right? That speaks volumes as how they they have that connection with each other. And that's that's genuine love, right? That's that's genuine – Cameron Collier. Yeah, Cameron Collier. So, you know, again, shout-out to Coach Cravens, but it's, it's definitely exciting. So you went there, you were at San Jose, and then you got drafted at 11. And then yep. from there, you spent some time in Mexico City, you spent some time in L.A., and now we're right. trying to figure out where Andre Krim is going to go. But, you know, right. Tom went ahead and is now with the DOC. So pretty awesome. So yep. what's a fun fact about you that you want to share with everybody that they may not know about you? Well, it's not a fun fact, but it's a fact. Um, in the 1990s, I was working for Solomon Smith Barney in New York City from 1999 till 2001. And uh, I worked in the World Trade Center. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That is, uh, that is a fact, right? Not a fun one, but it is a fact. No, but and, it's uh, a fact. It's a fact, and, you know, that that location as well as that time was very impactful for the United States and you know we all know what what that came with it so that's quite interesting that's quite did you leave before all the events happened I was actually home on a visa when it happened now um, I was just renewing my visa going to head back to work but um, a fun fact is I used to be a professional auctioneer really how long 50, did you do that? 75 to 100 quarter, half 75 to 200 quarter. Ooh, man, that, that's, <laughs> that's pretty legit there. How long did you do auctioneering yeah. for? I worked for a dealer auction. My brother still does it. My brother is a former Canadian champion. Mm. So they had a huge part yeah. of the competition to see who could do that best? Yeah, we, uh, we both graduated from uh, school in Mason City, Iowa in uh, the late 90s. Um, then went right to work for uh, an auction company that deals automobiles to used car dealers. Wow. 
<laughs> quite impressive. Yeah. So your brother is, is known as being one of the best auctioneers out there then, huh? Uh, one of the best in Canada. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, shout out to your yep. brother uh, on that. And, and it's awesome that you share that because I find it so cool when folks share facts like that. Like when Bo, Bo Martin Jr. told me, hey, he was a voice actor. And then meeting that there's other voice actors in this league, like it's so impressive, you know, to meet all you guys. And then an auctioneer, that I couldn't even imagine doing that. I'd probably stutter and probably stumble on my words. And that's really impressive honestly to know that fun fact about you now let's talk about the player now right so we had a couple switches and it was my mistake right. Right? I, I had to fix some of these but what made you choose going to dt and then what made you switch like the whole switch from dt to dm back to dt walk us through that whole experience of what made you originally want to make the change and, and all that stuff well it, actually i didn't plan on being a d tackle but they didn't have any spots open at the, D, at the DN spot. So I was told I could make the switch later after my first season. So I, I played tackle, went to Mexico City, and uh, unfortunately, um, Ramos has two guys there um, in Broccoli and uh, one other gentleman, I don't remember his name. And uh, I wanted, I wanted to go there. Uh, LA offered me the chance to move over and um, later down the road, they, uh, you know, they said, well, how would you like to try being our doc? And then I explained to them, you know, I have, a, I, had a, I have a small brain injury, so my hands are a little slow. I tried it and it didn't work out there, but you know, um, on to Queen City. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm going to tell you, right, uh, going through this physical therapy stuff that I'm going through, I can just imagine yeah. what you have to go through to try to get things to fire properly, right? Uh, I yeah. have the utmost respect because I've never been injured in my life ever. I've been through a lot of stuff, and surprisingly, I've never had to go through that. And seeing that and seeing what you have to go through for a small type of injury, now imagine something that, that has like that, how difficult it is, and, and I, I completely understand it. And, it, you know, again, that's what I love about this league, I'm going to tell you, is that folks from all walks of life are still able to celebrate this, you know, and, and able to find their roles in this league. And I, that's probably the most, right, that everybody can find their niche where they're at and still celebrate what they do without looking at any of those extra things that I feel like some people overlook because of, of whatever the case may be. So that's awesome that you shared with us that tonight. Now, how did you model your players? So... When you did the DT, right, and, and everything, how did you model your player? So who's your player model after? If they don't get it with the Andre Krim, as well as seeing you posting around, I think they can kind of see some similarities <laughs> to somebody else. But I'm going to let you explain it. Who did you model your player after? Well, Andre, there was a movie called Necessary Roughness that was filmed in the, I believe it was the late 80s, early 90s, uh, with the actor Sinbad and Scott Bakula. And um, basically... My son loved that movie, and um, when he passed away, I uh, wanted a way to raise awareness for mental health. So I, I said, okay, I'll make my player Andre Krim, and for every sack I get, I'm going to put $5 to the Canadian Mental Health Association, and I've done it for two seasons. Um, now, as for who I modeled him after on the field, Nobody might remember an old player from the 1990 Los Angeles Raiders. 
His name was Lyle Alzado. Passed away, but he was the meanest SOB you'd ever want to see on the field. You know, anybody from the Raiders back in the day, um, I felt like it had to be, right? Like, uh, <laughs> being a, a Raider, you were the nastiest, toughest SOB in the world, right? Like, those guys yep. could break fingers, lose teeth, and laugh in your face at it and be like, I want some more. Come on, that's all you got, right? Stigma is yep. so funny that you talk about that, that player because, you know, my grandfather coming into this country. And first, before we get to that, look, Andre, uh, I want to tell you, man, like, you losing your son, hey, my condolences. Yep. A, a parent having to bury the child, I can understand that. You know, I see my grandmother had to bury my mother. And, yep. uh, you know, it, it, you know, as a kid, as a child, right, you kind of understand your parents are, that's an inevitable thing in life, right? So when right. it happens that way, you kind of see it, but when it's the opposite way. Um, it's very oh, difficult, yeah. man. I can only imagine what you had to go through and what you're still going through now because I'm going to tell you, every time I saw my grandmother, it always had to go back to talking about my mother, right? Every single right. time. Um, so I understand what you, you go through as well as what you probably still go through, right? Because that never goes away. And if you ever no, need to talk uh, about And when the anniversary like, comes around, every, season, uh, every April 20th, when that anniversary comes around, I have to go calm my ex down. Make sure she's she's good, and uh, then you know we we always do something a few days after because the 21st of April is my birthday, and I found okay. out he passed on my birthday. It's tough, man. It's, it's real tough. Yeah, I, I I know I know it's crazy, and you know it's so crazy too. My dad's birthday is actually uh, April 22nd, so my dad's yeah. birthday next day after you. So I mean, hey, look, I, I understand what you have to go through, and. I know that's really tough, and you got my, my sincerity and everything with that. I, I completely understand well, where you're coming from. Now, going to the, the player side, like I was going through with the Raiders, right, telling you that story. So my grandfather, like I told you, came from El Salvador to Los Angeles, okay? Now, Los right. Angeles is when the Raiders were there, and he introduced my dad to football, but he introduced my dad, even though living in Los Angeles, to the San Francisco 49ers. So years later... My dad, we, we moved on this way, and my dad became a football team fan and so on and so forth. But I always talk about this story because I asked my grandpa, I said, well, why did you te- show us the 49ers, right? Like, you were in L.A. You had the Rams. You had the Raiders, right? Like, why did you choose to do that? He was like, one, I didn't really care for the Rams. Wasn't really a fan of the colors. San Francisco seemed more professional and nicer, and it kind of could deal with those type of people. He's like, the people who like the Raiders are the meanest, nastiest people I ever met, and that's why I'll never <laughs> like the Raiders. And when he told me that, I just laughed, and I said, dang, now I understand why. When we first, when I was first really small, we loved the 49ers. My grandfather liked the 49ers coming into this country. And then explaining to me that, I was like, oh, man, the stigma of being a Raiders fan and, 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 and liking the Raiders. And you know the stories, right? You go into that black hole. Oh, yeah. Um, good luck, because you might have somebody trying to literally fight you for wearing something different than the Raiders uniform. I've seen it, and everybody knows the famous game when, L- when, when the Raiders went to L.A. and played them, and there was like eight to ten fights in, in the stadium. Like, they literally did a pan shot, and you could see every yep. single fight that was happening. And I was like... Only in L.A. But anyways, right? Uh, so that's crazy. That's, that's, that's great, the play that you chose. And I think you talked about something about mental mental health awareness. And I think it's right. so awesome that, 
you know, we kind of that's that's being spoken about a lot more, right? Uh, growing up, right, uh, mental mental health wasn't really talked about. It was always hushed under the rug. And even though it's in the forefront now, I still feel like there is still a generational gap. Um, I still see hear a lot of folks older than myself being like, well, when I was a kid, I had nothing to be depressed about. I had this and that. Okay, I understand that, right? But you need to understand how, how this world is set up nowadays. We go, everything is so fast. We get news in, in an instant that yep. when you're going through that and still going through life and still going through bills and still going through everything that comes in involved, you have to have tough, tougher skin. You know, if you like my like I explained to them when you grew up, there you got the news through the radio. Okay? Right. And that's based on like when they hear it, when they announce it, when they do everything. So when you're living on your farm, which in El Salvador was like that, you're not you're not worried about what's going on out there. You're not getting that information at the same time or you're not seeing some pretty sad stuff out there not including the things that folks are born with so i'm really happy to hear that your cause every time you get a sack is going towards a great cause and you being able to accomplish that and i think folks need to know more about that i mean i didn't know about it and i'm, I'm, I'm really happy you shared that because again mental mental awareness in any facet shape or form or any type of, of, of awareness out there you know i have a lot of autistic family members and I always talk about autism with folks and understanding the different spectrums and you know I think folks always try to put autism in, in, a, in a specific like that word sounds so nasty you know when I when when when, when you ask like do they understand autism they always kind of get that kind of shakiness like oh no 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 and I'm like no you gotta understand there's there's so many different spectrums and if you catch it at an early age you're able to help a child now have a functional life Right. Absolutely. And, 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 and I know that firsthand I have my niece who, you know, was born autistic and my, my sister started very, very early with her, like going to, um, you know, having her get, you know, get tested first to make sure she was autistic and what type of spectrum she was in and then learning to adapt to that and teach her how to go through life. And as a parent, right you know you're not going to be here forever now my niece knows how to function through by herself she doesn't necessarily need my sister and that's awesome because now she's able to establish herself on her own she's still young she's still a young teenager her quinceanera is coming up in a few weeks so she's still a young teenager but she's now able to move forward with it, and that's amazing and, and 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 knowing that that's my family member and i had to learn it that way you know mental awareness in any shape or form is, is always key and, and i love i love to hear it so how did you get involved in being in Queen City as the DOC? You said they had a position, but if you could kind of walk us through, you know, did you reach out to Queen City first? Were they reaching out to you? Like, how did you end up becoming the, the DOC now, Queen City? Well, first they reached out to me um, last week of the season when I was in L.A. I, I had all the plans to go back to L.A., but um, some things don't work out. And... Uh, I reached back to them and said, "Hey, look, I'm interested in uh, in the in the doc position." Uh, and they put uh, BJ and I had a talk. B, when BJ was going for his team over in uh, Detroit, um, he uh, we were talking about me going there, um, and he said to me, "You know, it would be great to have you on, at least as as a as a you know as a director of communications." I said, "Well, my hands aren't great." You know, um, I can't do the stats. And he goes, well, you know, we want you to look after more of the, 
more of the tweets and stuff like that. Um, they have they have me learning um, player scouting um, and uh, general manager training, and I'm going to be helping in the locker room as a morale officer, um, which is something. That... Yeah, and it, again, right? It's so interesting to see the changes that are going to happen in all around this league, including Queen City. Right? For a very long time, it was the same staff, <coughs> same crew. And then last season that got to change, and now we have BJ in an opportunity yep. to change that w- with yourself being there now. And uh, and it's just, again, very interesting to see what you guys do. I, I love to see it, right? It's, a lot of folks attribute this to, like, Madden when you play the GM mode. And right. now is an opportunity for you guys to set up a new standard in Queen City. So it's very exciting to see what you have happen. And I'm very glad to hear BJ getting the opportunity to do that uh, in Queen City. Yep. So, what has your what how has your experience been in the SFL as a whole? Like, um, how have you enjoyed being part of this league? You know, I've never been to, I've never really been close with anybody. You know, I've been pretty much uh, do things by myself. That's the best way. Mm-hmm. Um. And I could say here, I have people like when I got sick, one of the first to reach out was Ashley Jackson. She checked on me practically every week. You okay? You okay? Um, you know, Cam reached out. Uh, you know, Coach Craven did. You know, everybody checked on me. And I have I had never had that. Never had that. You know, I was used to doing everything on my own. Yeah. And, and you know, Shout out to Ashley. She's been kind of the uh, topic, like the person who, who has played such a huge factor in, in a couple of people's, you know, experience here in the community, right? And there's a reason why she was voted, you know, the community ambassador, I want to say three times. It's either two or yep. three, but that speaks volumes because that's what she did, right? Like she would check up on you and, you know, same thing with me going through this whole yep. injury that I'm going through. She checks up on me periodically and just says, hey, man, you okay? You doing good right there? Like, we're missing you back in the on the air. Or we're missing you here and all that stuff. And it's a great reminder to know that there's people out there. And you're right. A lot of there's people out there that do things on their own, you know. But when yep. you get around this community, and, and, and it's also too what Cam said, right? Never leave. If you're going to leave, your team, cool, but don't leave the community community will always love you and accept you and you'll always find nope. people now do you get along with everybody in this league i don't right i don't know everybody in this league I, I think i have a great relationship with most people but maybe somebody doesn't like me and it's okay right because there's people like yourself and ashley and, yep. and dave and all these other people who do care and do want to get involved and that's okay too right so it, it's so awesome when you're able to find folks that really go above and beyond and I think Ashley definitely needs to get recognized on doing that uh, for a lot Absolutely. of people. So um, that's that's pretty great. So, of, so the experience itself, right? Like your experience with the SFL and going through these free agencies and everything. How has that situation have been? Like, how has your free agency gone? Again, we're not saying no names, but how has that whole experience gone with the free agency side? Well, you know. Um, as soon as I hit the wire, I had messages. Um, and, you know, I won't say what teams, but, uh, you know, it was very different the second time around. The first time I wanted to get it done and over with this time, I, was, I took my time. 
and you know when I when I do finally make the final decision, I know I'll be I'll know I'll be a lot more at peace at it. I, I was nervous when I when I signed in LA because it was new to me. The second time around, you're a little more aware of what's going on, and uh, it, it's a little more common. Yeah, and and it's it's more comfortable because you kind of understand what to expect, how to get right. there, and and I'm, I'm sure some of that networking that you've had in the past that also play a factor on oh, absolutely. talking with talking folks and getting those connections to figure out where your new home is. So again, when signing happens, I'm excited to see where Andre Krim goes, but you know, what right. Tom was able to accomplish too also needs to be celebrated as well, uh, which is understandable. Yep. So what has been your best SFL memory? So out of everything you've experienced, so what has been the very best memory you have in the SFL? All right, Nelson, sit back. I'll tell you. Yeah, go ahead. It was our, it was our, we were, we were in LA. We were facing Vancouver. Third quarter, we're behind, 20-19. Our quarterback leads us, Sully leads us down the field. It looks like we're going to score and take the lead. He throws a pick, and we tackle the guy at the two-yard line. Tom Pepper goes back to pass the next play. I round the corner, get him in the end zone. We take the lead, and we never look back. That's a great, that's a great memory right there, especially yep. how that was, you know, coming from Chicago now to the new franchise being moved to L.A., right? And yep. then going off and doing something of that sort and turning around. And L.A., right, was considered to be one of the folks that were going to go far in the playoffs, right? Did everybody yep. think that? No, we already understand the whole situation on that month saying that you guys are going to go like two and something, right, or three and something, right, and, and, and surpassing those expectations. Yeah. But, you know, to see that, that being such a huge, out of all your memories, right, like you being drafted, you being, you know, named DOC, like your first time, to know that that was your number one, that's pretty cool because that's a team yeah. uh, memory, and that shows yep. how, you, how you really support your team and how you look at yep. your team. So that's pretty awesome. Yep. So. We know how your experience has kind of been so far in free agency, but what advice do you have for people, right? Like for folks who are in free agency now, as well as as rookies, because I feel like, again, any of the advice you give to free agents should go to rookies as well, because they have to do the same thing, right? You're your own agent at the end of the day. So whatever advice that we say to a free agent or to a rookie can go vice versa. And maybe some things are tweaked, like you're not introducing yourself to, to, to a owner, you know, when you're already established in the league, but you may be, again, trying to either reestablish or figure out what's happening. So you still have to kind of do your due diligence. But anyways, what advice do you have for rookies or free agents going through this experience um, that you went as when you were a rookie and now in that free agent period, what advice do you have? Okay. For the rookies, don't be, don't be afraid to be yourself. Um, Tell them what you show them what you can do. For instance, during my uh, campaigning to get on a team, I made a video, sent it out to every single owner, and told them about myself. I believe that got me drafted because they knew I could do. I had, I had video skills, and I was personable. If you're personable and you're good with people, that takes you a long way. If you if you can if you can edit film, uh, you want to do stats, 
anything you can, you feel you can add to that team, tell that owner, tell that scout, and it will help you in the long run. I think that's great advice. And that goes to both parties, right? You even said it yourself. Absolutely. Like, it's awesome to, to, to you know, and that, that's why I love asking this question, because I hope folks hear it, right? Because you're right. Be yourself. You're right. You got to find, if you're not yourself and you're showing something outside of that, and then you get into the organization and you show something different, you're you're just fooling that organization and you might be actually hurting yourself more than helping yourself right you want to go and spend time in a place that you're really going to enjoy and the only way you could do that is talking to everybody but if you could share who you really are then you can find a better home than somebody expecting something else and then getting something in return then your brand gets damaged right then you right. don't really look at you saying because they're like well i was hoping for a but you gave me something else so i think that's great advice to kind of share now, right. do you have any goals or anything that you want to accomplish? I know most folks say championships, but now that you're a DOC, do you have another, like, what's your next step that you're hoping to accomplish or be? And other than, you know, winning a championship, like everybody says, what's your ultimate goal that you want to be able to accomplish? Well, I, w- I love doing the doc, the doc stuff. But, you know, um, BJ is also teaching me how to how to be a GM. I, I'd like to be a GM somewhere one day, but you know that we're going to take our time on that. Uh, there's no rush. I like I like what I I like what I'm doing in Queen City. Um, I, I love being in the in the room talking to these guys. To me, being in a locker room and being around these guys means more to me than anything. You can ask them over in LA how much I, I appreciate it. The locker room. Yeah. And, you know, that I think it's awesome when somebody can show you the ropes. I'm going to tell you, (laughs) I appreciate Jacob for always trying to help me and, you know, everything else. And when you don't have much support, I'm going to tell you, it's like the hardest thing to do. But when you have the support and and everybody trying to show you, man, I really hope um, this could be a, a place where you can feel comfortable and do that and maybe give BJ an opportunity even to grow himself. Right. So. Really great, really good what you want to be able to accomplish. Um, While being in this league, what have you learned? So this whole time that you've been in this league, the the teams and everything, what is the most important thing that you learned um, about this league as a whole? Well, if it was a lesson for myself, it's patience and virtue. I didn't have much. I wasn't a patient guy when I got here. And... You know, I had I had good teachers like Ramos at the beginning who said, relax, it'll come, relax, you'll get there. You know, um, same thing with coach. Um, if, if that's the one thing, patience and virtue, if you have those, you have it made. Yeah, and you know, patience goes a long way. And patience is really hard to, to learn, I feel, in some manners, yeah. because I always talk about how in the world we live in, everything's on demand, okay? Everything is right. like it, curbside, it's delivery, it's like two-day shipping, right? It's always something on demand on quickly getting something. And when you can right. learn patience, it goes a long way because, unfortunately, as, as convenient as we try to make things, sometimes we make it too convenient, and now there's there's a, a holdback, right? Hey, we offer curbside now, but now there's like 20 cars outside waiting for curbside, and the staff is like <laughs> drowning. 
right? Like, but we expect yep. that. We expect it then and there. And then again, for the people that go through it, I, I really feel it because of, of retail. I always try to preach patience because we're in a situation different where we still have to deal with this pandemic, but still have to service the clients. And that's a very tough thing to do because we're trying to also protect ourselves to, to see other people, right? But we're also very limited on what the company supplies us with. So now we're running on, 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 on fumes by trying to still service the customer. And that's where I tell people, you got to learn patience, you know, and, and, and when you can really use the patience in this type of world that we're in, uh, you can see an investment back in that. So patience and, 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 and learning that kind of thing is very tough to do, but I'm glad that's something that you learn about being in this league. Now, before we, we, we go, and I appreciate you again for being on tonight. It's a Friday night. I'm pretty Anytime. sure you have other things that you would love to have done, but I appreciate you making the time to be here. Um, last thoughts are yours. What, are, what do you want to share with people? What do you want to say? Uh, please plug in your Discord. You know, I always love folks to share what their Discord name is because if a rookie or somebody relates with you or wants to know what's going on, like it, it's always just a great connecting point. So the floor is yours. Last thoughts are all yours. Well, I'll give everybody my Twitter. It's at Tom underscore C underscore Riddell, R-I-D-D-E-L-L. Um, now, one of the things I'm most proud of is when I got to Queen City is I thought that we should have a charity. And we're in the process of uh, setting out and going to work with a charity in Buffalo to, do, to deal with mental health. And we're going to try to arrange to do something with them. Um, strictly because of my background, um, our owner liked it. BJ thought it was a good idea. And, you know, we're working on getting that set up. Um, mental health is so important because one in five people is affected by mental health. And uh, with the COVID and all, you know, we're stuck inside. Our mental health is suffering. Mm-hmm. We can't take our mental health for granted. And you're, you're 100% right on that. I've, I've noticed businesses as well have changed their, yep. their mindset around mental health and have taken it a lot, uh, taken it serious, right? Um, even for myself with the incident that I just had, the first thing they they said, hey, once you're, we need you to go make sure you're mentally okay, right? Yep. Um, and that's huge. What business really yeah. tells you that nowadays is saying, hey, before you get back, because they always care about the physical, but nobody ever asks about the mental side of things, right? And right. You, can carry, you can carry baggage and you can carry things, and you're right. Sometimes some things you go through in life can be a mental strain on you and, and can cause you to go down a path that nobody wants to go down, okay? But it's really easy when you have a lot going on in the world, in your own life. And like we talked about before, right, like there's also the genetic side of, of, of mental health that can happen to folks that, that, that suffer from schizophrenia, um, folks that suffer right. from a lot of different things. And you're, And COVID made it even worse. You know, companionship, you know, being around humans, it's, it's, it's the element that we have. So when you take that away and say you can't do that no more, it's crazy. You couldn't see your mother. You couldn't see your father. You couldn't see your kids. You couldn't see nobody. And that can be a very saddening thing. And, and, and I'm so happy that things like, uh, 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 you know, things like Zoom and everything else kind of play that factor to give folks that ability to do so. 
And it looks like we might have lost Andre Krim. See here, Andre, if you are listening, you can uh, just call in. Uh, call the number back and I'll get you right back on before before you were cut out. But like you were saying before, and let me just see if he's called back in yet. Um, but mental health is such a huge thing. And, and, and guys and, and women out there who are listening, everybody who's listening, please have that awareness. Um, if you do have thoughts or negative or any of that stuff, please go talk to somebody. It's okay to do so. Um, I've always talked about coming up from um, coming from a, a background of how men are supposed to act, right? Um, growing up in, in 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 a younger, well, you know, having parents that come from another country and that mindset that comes in it is men should never talk about their feelings, never talk, never be sad, never be this and that. But I I've seen that is scarring for many people. Okay. I've seen where dads can't even tell their sons they love them because it shows too much emotion, right? I've seen where men can do whatever they want and the, and, and, and the folks that suffer, suffers, right? Um, and all that can kind of play a factor to how you grow up. And I think it's okay to talk about feelings, to talk about how you are so you can go through that and start coping through um, the emotions you have or the thoughts you have. Um, I'm all supportive for um, those kind of things because I understand how much this work can affect everybody. Andre, we got you back on. I didn't, yep. <laughs> I, didn't, I want you to go ahead and share the last thought that you were wanting to say. The floor is back to you. Well, thank you. Um, like I said, um, check out the uh, the Corsair's Twitter. Um, we're trying to be more proactive there, and uh, I want to thank you for the platform. And uh, we'll see you guys real soon. That's perfect. And, you know, again, if, you know, um, for the for Tom, right, if any Queen right. City players want to be on, it's just as simple as just sending me, you know, a, a DM or have them DM me. Because this platform is for everybody, right? Like, Absolutely. I made this originally the thought for this show was to get my players, right, because my players weren't always the folks were in interviews and stuff like that. So I wanted them to feel, have a comfortable space because I'm going to be honest with you, right? It's intimidating to be on live air, right? And it's even more intimidating when you don't know the questions that are going to be asked. So when you don't know what the questions are going to be asked and you're on a live air, it can be the most daunting situation ever, right? Like for some people, public speaking isn't a forte for everybody. But what I try to do is make a very comfortable platform. That was the original thought that I thought of for if my my players weren't comfortable in being on those, will they at least be comfortable here because I provide the platform, they've spoken to me, and I provide the questions. So there is no curveballs. There is no like, hey, I don't know what he's going to ask. No, you know what we're going to ask, but we're going to discuss it together. And when you share things, I'll share things. And we make this a great experience to kind of feel comfortable in. And, you know, if any player in Queen City wants to be on here. We're going to have BJ, right? I don't have the date on here, but I, I did reach out to BJ and say, hey, is you being the new GM and you being able to talk about Queen City, I would love to have you on the show prior to the draft so rookies can hear these teams. And now, if they're not 100% comfortable, maybe they can use this as some extra help to be like, oh, I like what they said on, on this team. Let me reach out to them and see what they have. 
or oh I like what so and so said let me reach out to him so now I can do that this year I, I do it for you guys and when I I'm not 100% from my injury I'm probably 60% 70% um, but I came back early because I was like this is what I want to do for all these people in free agency and, 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 and who are rookies is just give them an extra outlet with the great outlets that are already out there, right? But give them an extra one that may give them an opportunity to say, here's my, I did an interview this day, and please check it out, Mr. Owner or Mr. GM or Mr. Whoever, right? Or Mrs., right? Um, and I think, again, that's, that's why I do this. So I appreciate you thanking me, but I, I appreciate you as well because you're the only free agent out there that said, hey, I'm going to come on Nelson's show because it was supposed to be a rookie free agent showcase. And uh, you were one of the free agents to do that. So I also have to thank you for, for, for believing in my show and believing in me and allowing me to interview you tonight. And uh, I'm excited to see where Andre Krim goes uh, during free agency. I know just like everybody else, we're all anxious to see where everybody goes because this offseason, I felt like it's the biggest offseason I've seen since me coming, me being a GM in season 15. So, uh, but with that being said, I appreciate you being on tonight. I appreciate you taking the time. If you ever need to come back, just let me know, okay? You got it, man. Uh, the Crim Reapers will be there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. We'll see what is named the day of signing. But you have a good night. Have a great weekend. And have a safe Memorial Day, uh, Memorial Weekend as well, okay? You as well. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. So, again, shout-outs to Jim Copeland, Jr., a.k.a. Matthew Lee, uh, for being on the show. Shout-outs to my guy, Andre Krim slash Tom Rydell, um, as well on, on being on tonight. And, again, I before we, we, we end tonight's show, um, I want to thank everybody, right? Like, the support coming back has been unreal. Um, it's honestly, like 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 Andre said, like Jim said, it's the community that really does it for you, right? And, and, and as I sit here in pain, trying to get through these interviews, um, what really has helped is, is just that support. And I have to shout out everybody who's joined the Discord, everybody who listens every Friday, every Monday. Um, it means a lot because I enjoy this league for what it is, and it's for the people that I enjoy this league. Um, so next week's show... Uh, we'll have on Monday, uh, you know, I always like to share, Mondays are uh, rookies showcasing of teams, right? So they're more focused around teams on Monday, which is on SFL Audible. Um, and that's going to focus on, I, I did that on purpose, like I said before, is for rookies to be able to say, hey, um, I want to hear what this team has to offer. And then maybe potentially connecting. So what we're gonna who we're going to have on this Monday show will be Chad Rowland, the GM of London, and uh, T. Roy Gaines of the Baltimore Vultures, also the GM, uh, going to be on those shows on Monday. And then the following Friday, the next uh, show will actually be Daniel Wright, which would, if you want to check out Daniel Wright as well, he was on Ashley Jackson's show, so shout out to him, and as well as Isaiah King the third, which was actually also another person who was on Ashley Jackson's show. But we're going to have those two rookies on Friday, and then we're going to have that showcase of London and Baltimore on Monday. So tune in, man. Hey, look, if you want to join us, we do have a Discord. It's inside the league. If you can't get to it, can't find it, reach out to me. Um, you know, my Discord name is Nelson. 
Lozano, Space Lozano, that's L-O-Z-A-N-O, uh, Portland GM. Pretty easy to find me. Um, but, you know, if you want to connect, figure out what we can do. And if you want to call in on Monday, like I said, Monday is a call-in show. So any rookies or free agents that want to or want to ask Chad or T-Roy about their organizations or even just any questions in general, you're more than welcome to call. But, again, thank you so much for joining me on this Friday night. Again, I want to shout out to Ross Napoli and his first uh, Swamp Top Awards. Uh, shout out to my man Ezekiel Love winning the Offensive Rookie of the Year, which I saw some folks kind of confused about it. I guess there's a situation, but again, I think Zeke more than enough deserves it. Came in with an intensity, and his team is behind him all 100% of the way. And you can hear Zeke by him shouting out Portland that he's 100% behind Portland as well, which I love. So, again, with that being said, you have a safe Memorial Day weekend. Remember, COVID is still out there, so wear your mask. And please practice that because it's not officially 100% gone yet, but you have a safe and wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Take care, and I'll see you on Monday. Peace.